You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Have you ever wondered what the heck to say when you reach out to somebody wanting to work with them in some capacity or another? Whether you're reaching out for a partnership, a collaboration, you're wanting to work with them, wanting to offer your services to them, etc. How you go about doing it is literally the difference between them saying yes to you or them deleting your email thinking it's spam right? (laughs) Okay, this episode is a must listen, in my opinion, for any business owner, because when running a business, I think, and I'm sure you agree, it is essential to network, to create relationships with fellow entrepreneurs, as well as reaching out to partner, collab, and work with someone in any capacity. You're probably going to run into that at one point or another. Maybe you're a small shop owner wanting to know how to email influencers to get them to collab with you. Or you're a photographer wanting to know how to email other photographers in your industry to second shoot for. Or maybe you're a web designer cold emailing creative entrepreneurs and offering your services to them. So whatever the reason is, it's essential to know the art of how to go about writing that email and basically saying what to say or knowing what to say and what not to say, right? So probably enough yapping for me. Let's just get to the good stuff. Ready, set, go. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, so you are wondering how to write an email pitch, how to reach out, how to make those connections and close those deals. So we're going to dive straight on into today's episode. And first and foremost, the first thing that you have to keep in mind is personalize it. Even if you are reaching out to multiple people for the same thing, do not make it sound like a copy and paste template. Use their name. Tell them why you reached out to them specifically. Make sure as heck you are following them on Instagram before you are emailing them. You know, some personal examples from Lindsay and I, we can't even tell you the amount of times we've gotten emails, whether that's for collabs or partnerships or whatever that are obviously copy and paste emails. And half the time we delete those immediately and don't even respond, especially if there's no personalization whatsoever. And it's super standard and just ugh, like form email. When just, <laughs> I, could, I, can't. I could do an entire episode <laughs> on my hatred of, well, maybe that is this episode, honestly. It, yeah, no, it is. <laughs> like, you know, it's a copy and paste email that's that being sent to a multitude of people when it's not even accurate to what you do. Like I get emails all the time from like fashion companies that are wanting to like collab with me. And it's like, we reached out because we love your fashion and lifestyle blog and want to send you blank. And I'm like, I I mean, that's flattery if you think my thing is fashion and lifestyle. But like, <laughs> I mean, I try, but like, I don't think what I do would be considered fashion. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just yeah. know when it's spammy and when it's being sent to everybody. The other thing I will say is you absolutely know they got it straight from Instagram and are mass doing it when it's like, hello, 
Like if you have something else in your in your name on Instagram other than just your name, like for me, I have Lindsay Roman and then I have like an emoji that says Hawaii or Oahu, Hawaii. So it'll be like, hello, Lindsay Roman, Oahu, Hawaii. And then yep. I'll do the email and I'm like, get out of here. Get out of my face. Like, uh. <laughs> It's so true. So make sure that you are personalizing it, that you actually do the research. Like what is their actual name? Maybe they have a pen name. You know, our our friend Quigley, for example, like her name is Casey, but her Instagram handle is Quigley or whatever. Like if you can do some research and figure out that her name is Casey or something and be like, hey, Casey, we love what you're doing over at Officially Quigley or like something like that. You know, it shows that you've put in that intentional time and effort and it shows that you actually care about that person that you're reaching out to and not just you know, what you're going to get out of the situation. So make sure, I can't even tell you how important it is to personalize your email pitches and to make sure you've done your research ahead of time to know that you are accurate in your information about who they are, what they do, their names, like that type of details can either put you in in the trash or give you a reply. Like, and don't neglect that. (laughs) Don't even say like, or if you say, I love your work, that's great. But don't leave it there because you could easily create, like that could still be a copy and paste template. Like tell them exactly why you love their work and why you're reaching out to them specifically. Yeah. And use something personal, like like a personal example. So that way they know you're not just spamming them. Like this is a genuine email. You are going to nine times out of 10, most likely get a response and potentially more percentage closer to a yes of working with you if you actually put in that work in the forefront. And like Evie said, freaking follow them on Instagram. Just, yes. it's, it's really annoying to receive an email that's saying, I love your work so much and like blabs about you. And then like you check and they don't follow you. It's just like, yeah, well, or clearly you just want something from me. Or they'll say something like I've had people and I know Lindsay, you too, who will say something like, I just love following your person, your, your life on Instagram or something. And then I'll go check. And I'm like, you don't follow me. Like, yeah. So you just know it's what (laughs) it just feels really ingenuine and feels like, ugh. so make sure if you're going to reach out, if you're going to say that you follow them or say that you love their work or something, make sure that that connection is actually there, whether that's following them on Instagram or, you know, you follow their, their business page or, you know, whatever, just make sure you have that type of connection actually established. Yeah. All right. Moving on to point number two, tell them who you are and when I say that, I don't mean to write your entire life story and, and put your entire bio from your website that you have. Like, like, don't do that. They don't need to work for, to like understand who you are that much. Like, I don't want to read an entire like novel word document about your life and who you are. Keep it short and simple, but give me something because I guess I could relate this to a personal example. Whether you're a person reaching out or you're a company reaching out, Um, there's a lot of times that I, and I know Evie, you do too, we get collab emails for a certain company and they don't even say what the company is. They'll just say like, they might say what they're offering, but usually they don't even Mm -hmm. link it to like the thing or where I can see what it is. Or they'll, they'll say a company name and they won't explain what the company is or what they do or who that person is. Or they'll say, we want to send you something from our fall collection. And it's like, well, what, what, what is in your fall collection? Like, what do you, what is even is this company? Like, I don't right. know. <laughs> or if you are inquiring to get on a podcast, like if you're, I mean, cause this, this literally can apply to so many different ways of how to email pitch yourself to a multitude of, of scenarios. Yeah. But if you're, or if you're a company that's, you have clients that you're reaching out on behalf of 
them and submitting them to podcast episodes. So many times we get them and it's, it, they don't explain who the person is or they basically make us work to find out that information. And so the point kind of being here is tell them who you are in a short, succinct way that is very clear, that's informative, that's relevant, but don't make the person that you're reaching out to work to try to find out that information. You want to make this email as easy as possible for them to receive and understand what's happening. Yeah. And in this section, I think this is a great place where you can be bold. If you've built a successful business, then say it. If you are just starting out, then say it. Don't beat around the bush here. Offer as much relevant information directly up front as you can, because people re- will respect that so much more and will open up way more doors than, you know, smoke and mirrors ever will. So don't try to, you know, play small or play humble if you've built something incredible like own that pitch that share that information um but also if you're just starting out don't try to pretend like you're in a different season of life or business than you are you oh, know that's be, good. be up front about where you are and the fact that you're reaching out because you want the exposure or portfolio or experience or you know whatever just be up front about this because this helps your person who's reading that email grasp who you are and what you're trying to bring to the table. So don't neglect the section explaining who you are and being bold about that information and showing up with confidence. That's so true. If I receive an email from somebody who's a beginner of of whatever it is that they're reaching out for, and they're trying to act too much like, like they're something that they're not, usually you can see through that. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would nine times out of 10 or 10 times out of 10, honestly, rather receive an email from somebody saying, Hey, I'm a beginner. This I'm, I'm genuinely, this is where I'm at full, honest to God. This is where I'm at. And this is where I'm trying to go toward. This is why I reached out to you, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Like I would appreciate the honesty in that moment versus trying to pretend that you're something that you're not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's, that goes for anything, you know? don't pretend like you're just getting started if you've been in business for years or if you've, you know, whatever. Like I think any sort of deception or fakeness is is so often so obvious and it's very off-putting. So mm-hmm. be upfront and be bold. And I think something with this too in this section of tell them who you are and in that section of the email Offer links to your website, to your past work, to your reviews, to your stats, you know, whatever is relevant. Don't make them dig for that type of information. If you're talking about, you know, the past work that you've done that would relate to what you're wanting to do with them or anything like that or any statistics that you're talking about, show them links to that information and don't make them have to work or dig for that. Just hand it to them on a silver platter. Yeah, yeah. If I have to like dig through somebody's website to go, whether it's a collab, whether it's they want on the podcast, whether it's they're wanting to second shoot for me and they didn't give me a link to their website or portfolio. Like if I have to dig for that information, I'm not probably going to want to work with you because you're not making it easy for me. And you always want to make it easy for the person that you're reaching out to. Again, like you want to make it as easy as possible so that like basically you're just not making them work for it. Yes. 
I have a question for you. Okay. Do you create so much content you often feel stuck? Uh-huh. Between blog posts, Instagram captions, free recreation, email campaigns, there is so much writing, right? Freaking yes. I've definitely been there, and I know how frustrating it can be to feel like you have nothing to talk about. So if you're consistently staring at a blank screen and blinking cursor, we wanted to give you an entirely free guide we just created for you. Guys, our content creation guide is pages of content ideas that you can use to write meaningful captions, blog posts, and more that connect with your ideal audience and create that value and trust that's so vital in order to sell successfully. You can use our ideas directly. There are dozens of them that you can immediately pull from, or you can use them to trigger new ideas for your content creation process. This freebie is so jam-packed that Lindsay and I even go back and reference it when we feel stuck. It that good, fam. If you're sick of not posting or creating any content because your brain feels empty every time you step up to the plate, uh, um, the keyboard, then we got you. Bye-bye, writer's block. Hello, value-filled content. Go to www.theheartuniversity.com slash content or click the link in the show notes. Now go kick some butt and create some content. We wanted to interrupt this episode real fast to chat about counseling. Now, counseling is so often stigmatized in a negative way, and it absolutely should not be. Because Evie and I so firmly support counseling in all stages of life, we were so excited when BetterHelp, an online counseling company, reached out to us to be a sponsor on the show. We were able to try it ourselves for a bit, and our experiences were incredible. I was even able to go on and fill out a full list of information about myself, my desires in a counselor, including religious beliefs, and more. I was matched with an amazing counselor who shares my worldview, and I absolutely loved the ability to put preferences like that down on the questionnaire. Something else we genuinely loved about BetterHelp is that they offer four ways to get licensed counseling. Video sessions, phone calls, live chat, and messaging. It's honestly incredible. If you've been contemplating counseling but are feeling lost on where to start, we definitely recommend BetterHelp. We both had great experiences with them and have so many friends also loving their services. So we have an affiliate link for you today for 10% off your first month. Just go to www.betterhelp.com forward slash heart and hustle. So true. All right. So those are the first two sections of the email and what you're going to want to cover. The final section that you're going to want to cover in your email is to explain your request in detail. So number one in like first section is starting out with a very personalized information of, of why you want to work with them, why you've reached out to them, who you are, all of that. The second is going to be what you're bringing to the table, who you are, you know, any inf- relevant information about what you're bringing. And then finally, what is the scope of what you're asking for them? The project, the idea, the pitch, et cetera, you know, moving on. What are you asking them to do or provide? Basically, what would they need to do in this situation? And then what are they going to get in return? What are you providing of value in return for what that you're asking of them? And in this section, again, offer any and all relevant links, whether that's an inspiration board for the project or for the pitch. You know, if you're reaching out to brands or companies as a photographer for a styled shoot, offer them the link to the Pinterest board of the exact inspiration for that styled shoot that you're working for. It, you know, include past examples of your work or similar projects that you've done with other companies or other brands, you know, any relevant items or, or services from their website or blog that you love that you're asking for them to provide or anything, put that all in links and give them all the possible information. Yeah, I, I'm going to 
be the practical example guru of this episode, I guess. Because uh, I, I can think of multiple, this is an example of a company or a small shop reaching out to collab with me as I guess an influencer, which I don't really like that word. But it, in this situation, that's the best way I can explain it. Um, if they reach out and they're just generally asking to collaborate or do a partnership, my, my first response is like, well, what? Like you could have just easily included that in the first email, in my opinion, but like, what do you want? What are you asking from for me in specifics? Like if they're just wanting to generally partner, like, are you asking to pay? Like, are you going to pay me card hash mon- card, hard cash money for posting something? Are you just going to give me a product exchange? Like how many posts are you requiring of me? Are you requiring three? Are you requiring one? Are you requiring just a story? Like that's the relevant information in that situation for me. So include that in an email. And just like Evie said, with a styled shoot for a photographer situation or a project that you're working on, like say where it is, say who else is involved, like give them the relevant information and don't, I guess the best way I can describe this is in their response email to you, minimize the amount of questions that they have to ask in return. So like if they have to ask, hey, how long have you been in this business for? Or what exactly are you wanting from me? Like just minimize those questions in the first email. And again, you're going to much more likely get a response that's most likely going to be a yes Mm -hmm. um, if it's the right season or right fit. Yeah, exactly. One other final information or detail that you can include in that section of just explaining the request in detail is who else is involved in this project? You know, what other vendors or businesses or companies have you partnered with? You know, did somebody that they know recommend this person or company specifically put all of that information in that section because you want them to be able to walk away from reading your email. First of all, catch them immediately with that personalized beginning and then catch their attention with who you are and why you're reaching out to them. And then finally, exactly define the ask and define what you want from them so that they can clearly say, oh, that's within my capacity at this moment. Or unfortunately, no, I don't have capacity or ability to grant that request at this time. It just gives a lot more clarity and it's going to make them respect you and your pitch a lot more than being, you know, sneaky and, and trying to just like hook them with like, hey, would love to work together. Like, you're making them go to so much more work and most Mm -hmm. people are not going to do that. So like if you're wishy-washy in your email, I'm automatically already thinking no. Mm -hmm. Like even if I needed your service and I'm I'm in a deficit of that service and I genuinely need it, if, if you're trying to make me like work for it or like just not clear in your communication, I'll be like, nah, Peace. Bye. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And we wanted to give you a couple of examples of really good pitches that we've gotten throughout the years. So this one in particular uh, was for a photo editor when I actually already had a photo editor on my team and was... I thought doing fine with that photo editor for the most part. Like I wasn't actively searching for another photo editor and I got a pitch email. And I will say as a photographer, if you're not a photographer, you don't understand how many pitches you get for editors, or at least yeah. at least I was getting so many. It was in my it's DMs. Very annoying. And most of them are like, hey, I'm an editor. I'd love to work with you. Bye. Or or it's that, or it's something like they'll DM you or message you on Facebook or something and be like, absolutely love your work or something. And then you'll like you start to get suspicious of those after a little while and you'll click over and be like, yep. Like it'll be like photo retouching or something like that. And that's just how they initially pitch you is like, love your work. 
And like the minute you say, thank you, they're like, I offer. And like, they go into the pitch and it's like, oh my gosh. So I like, can't, if you're not a photographer, you don't understand the pain of all of those. But I'm sure other industries get other things just like that. That's Maybe true. Maybe for something different. That's true. So normally I like would delete, honestly. And I usually respond to pitches, even if it's like a no, but if it's a bad pitch, I just delete. I'm not going to give you my time. Like that's just me. I know that sounds so bad, but if it's like a really, if it's a, a person who's like, Hey, I do photo retouching, would love to work with you. Like, no, like, I'm just going to delete that. You gave me no relevant information. I'm not going to spend my time trying to figure that out. But I got this pitch that was a long, like paragraphs long of who this person was and what they brought to the table and why they wanted to reach out to me, what they wanted to work with me. And then it gave details of what he offered, the rates, the turnaround time, the link to his portfolio. He offered a free consultation, like, uh, yes. And he offered to customize his packages or whatever to fit my needs, to, to serve me. And I immediately was very interested in this person's email. And I I actually went back and looked through this email because I responded and asked him a couple of questions and then was like, I actually already have an editor on my team, but I would love to talk to you. So it just goes to show you, even though I didn't necessarily consider that an open door at the time, it turned into, and I ended up hiring him. He's still on my team to this day. Um, Like literally one of my favorite people in the world. So it just goes to show you a good pitch email will open a door that may not have even been technically open. So yeah put it out there. <laughs> and I have I have a nice follow up to that uh story. I I believe I'm I'm still questionable but I'm nearly I'm like 99% sure this same dude emailed me as well and but at the time me and Evie had the same editor and so we both were not in the in the season of needing a editor and I'm pretty sure I'm sure he sent a, a email almost exactly the same as what caught Evie's eye to me but because I wasn't in the season I mean, because technically we both weren't, but I immediately was like, oh no, don't need that. I like, I have an editor, I don't need it. And so that just goes to show timing is also everything. So you could Mm -hmm. do all of these things and it genuinely might not be the best timing at that current point in time. So don't get down on yourself if you receive a no or if you don't receive a response at all, Mm -hmm. like keep knocking on that door gracefully and, and don't take that as a rejection to you as a person. Because what ended up happening is I deleted his email, but he caught Evie's eye. So it was like, oh, he caught that eye. And then she raved to me about this email. Literally in a meeting, you were like, <laughs> this dude emailed me and it was so good. And I was like, that sounds vaguely familiar, but like, huh? And <laughs> you ended up hiring him. And then I was like, wait, he has a what turnaround time? And then I was like, okay, I need to get on the phone. Like, so that just goes yeah. to show that it might be the right season for somebody and it might not be the right season. That doesn't mean that you're a failure or that the email pitch that you sent out was a failure. Now, mm-hmm. if you're sending an email like what Evie just said of like, hey, I'm an editor, I'd love to work with you, bye. Then yes, that's a failure. I will say. <laughs> <laughs> wow, harsh. Yes. Yeah, that's, I'm just telling it like it is. Like, this is what this podcast is for. <laughs> Evie's, Evie gives you the, 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 what's the Sour Patch Kids? It's like they're sour and then they're sweet. Oh, just kidding. That's the opposite. You're sweet and then I'm sour. Whatever. I was very confused by that analogy, <laughs> but yes, let's roll. <laughs> no, maybe I'm thinking of a sweet tart because it's like a good combo. It's like it's sweet and it's tart. That's us. That's, that's, that's I feel like that's accurate. That's how, that works. How sweet are we? We're a sweet tart. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Another example that I wanted to give you was 
when I was working to hire somebody onto my team, I got a ton of applications. I got, you know, dozens upon dozens of applications and emails and stuff. And this one girl specifically stood out to me because she sent me an email with a very personalized intro of who she was, why she was reaching out to me, how long she'd been involved in, you know, my community and what my community, how it had impacted her and, and different things like that. She sent all the relevant information and all the relevant links in that first email. And then she filmed a personal video, sat down and filmed a personal video talking to me about why she wanted to be on the team and what she could bring to the team and her experience with this specific task and and area. And it was, it was, it blew me away so much because out of all the other emails, I was able to see somebody's face, hear her voice. And it was just a really, really good pitch email. So, and it was personalized. It wasn't like she filmed a video and was like, hi, I would love to work with you. It was like, hi, Evie. Yeah. Like very, like, you know, that she sat down and did a video dedicated to you. Yeah, exactly. So a few notes with that is, you know, don't make it a generic video. That's like Lindsay was saying, make it very personalized. Hi, Evie. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, you know, Sarah. Uh, it's so fun to be like sitting here chatting with you. I just wanted to let you know, like, I, I love what you're doing and I would love to be a part of what you're doing or whatever, you know, that's going to build such connection between you and the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, And then make sure it's only a few minutes long. Don't send a 10-minute long video because I've also had other people send me videos and they've been over, you know, five to eight minutes, like uh, uh, on the upper end of that too, towards 10. And And I I don't have time to watch that. (laughs) It takes me a few days to get to around to watching that, honestly. Um, So just, just keep in mind, the shorter and sweeter, the better. So I would say under five minutes, ideally between like two and four is like, I would say under under two, but sure. Yeah. Maybe I'm just like antsy. If it's like, (laughs) if it's, if it's like three minutes long, I'm still good. If it's two minutes long, I'm good. If it starts to get like four or five and up, I'm like, okay, I, I'm, this is like, I'll put it on a faster speed or like something or like take me a couple days to get to it. But do not, the other thing, final thing in this topic, in this, this area example Don't do a video instead of a written email. You need to do both. So include both if you do include a video in your email. Make sure that all the relevant information is also, or at least the major parts of the relevant information is also in the written part so that somebody can easily obtain that information without having to watch the entire video. Yeah. So we wanted to share those two examples just because we get pitched a lot for certain things and you probably do too. And... I think those were just two examples that stood out to us really, really clearly of like, this was an excellent, like they got our attention and in a a good way, it didn't get our attention in a bad way. Um, And I think overall, I can do a quick summary of these points. Number one was to personalize it, to make sure that you know who you're reaching out to, that you have their name, that you actually follow them, that you know what they do and you say why you're reaching out specifically to them. Number two is to tell them who you are. Don't give them an entire Word document of your entire life story, um, but give them the relevant information that they need to know in order to make a decision of yes or no based on what you're pitching them. And then number three, explain the request in detail. Say exactly what you're offering and exactly what you want from them in return if if you do want something in return. Um, Just because basically don't make them work for it. And so I guess with all those three points and the examples that we gave... I would say the overarching kind of moral of the story of this episode is to don't make them have to do any work to figure out who you are, what your business is, or what your company is, 
or if they want to work with you. Like they should be able, based on your email, to be like, oh, that's a clear yes or it's a clear no. And if it's a clear no, that's okay. You're not going to get a no or you're not going to get a yes every single time. You're going to get more no's than you do get yeses. Probably can guarantee that. But I think the way that you craft that email pitch can literally make or break it and give you a better chance at actually getting seen and getting heard or getting your email read than just getting it trashed or brought to spam. Yes, it's so, so good. All right. Well, I feel like we could talk on this forever, but that was a general overview of the sections that you're going to want to include in an email pitch and how to write one well. So we hope this was super helpful for you. If it was, you know the drill. Screenshot, share on social media. Our handles are at Evie Rupp at Mrs. Lindsay Roman and at the Heart University. And also, if you're not a part of our Facebook group, uh, it's a party. Do so <laughs> come join. And in the meantime, we will be cheering you on and we can't wait to see you on the next show. Bye.